Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Brian K. Wright is about to come on and just rock your world, especially if you've been considering a book, if you want to be able to communicate your story, be able to grow your brand, grow your business. This is one of the most powerful ways that you can do it. We're going to be diving in exactly how you can do that in just a second here. Before that, I acknowledge you for showing up, for choosing to be and become your greatest possible self and tune into sources like this and success profile success profiles radio which is brian's show and all the other sources of inspiration seminars you go to podcasts you listen to youtube videos you watch courses you invest in coaches you invest in like i just i so acknowledge you so thank you for being here and choosing to be and become your gps with us next up is the itunes review of the week let's see who it's by this week it's by ca cleary who said valuable and entertaining content it's obvious that Chris really cares about becoming his best self and helping others to do the same. He listens well, asks thoughtful questions, and highlights action steps his audience can take for personal and professional development. His energy and enthusiasm make his interviews not only interesting, but enjoyable to listen to. Thank you so much, C.A. Cleary. I appreciate you giving us that review. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream all day long, you will be the celebrated review of the week. Go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store or on Google, and you'll be able to find us there. And thank you so much in advance for doing that, for letting us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can make this show even more GPS, even more greatness for you. Thank you for being here. So I'm going to introduce Brian in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because Brian's been on the show multiple times and every single time he just gives these practical, actionable tips to help you to make your dreams a reality, whether it's in book writing or podcasting, interviewing. He's talked about a lot of different things on this show and every time it's a hit. So you definitely want to stay tuned all the way through to the end because he's going to be dropping these value bombs, golden nuggets, these, these gems so that you can implement them into your own life. So stick around and let's introduce Brian K. Wright to come on to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. Brian K. Wright is the host of Success Profiles Radio and he's the publisher of Success Profiles Magazine. Over the last seven years, Brian has interviewed world-class achievers such as Darren Hardy, Jack Canfield, Laurel Langmire, Kevin Harrington, Sharon Lecter, Chris Powell, Dan Locke, and many, many more. With the lessons he has learned from these achievers and through his own experience, he seeks to educate, to motivate, and inspire others to become a greater version of themselves. He is the author of four books, including the recently released Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume Two, and it's just a, a work of art that you are building, Brian. Are you are you ready to rock the house and empower our audience to become their greatest possible self, brother? 
Yes, yes. And um, something happened. I, I, I don't hear you on the on the speakers anymore. Are you still plugged in? Oh, yep. I'm here. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Just in the green room getting all set up. And, and I, I appreciate you being here, ma'am. This is going to be a blast. So the question that we start off with is based on the theme of today. Today is the power of progression. So Brian, what does that mean for you? Gosh, it means moving from A to B, although it's not a straight line. Never, <laughs> never a straight line. Yeah. I, I am a firm believer in the idea that you should not be wavering on what your goals are, but be flexible mm. in how you get there. That's right. Because sometimes the path that we think is right is not the path that ends up being the best. Mm. You mean, think of the whole idea of a, a GPS. You know, sometimes, you know, the GPS is telling us where to go. And sometimes we have to make a pit stop mm -hmm. <laughs> or sometimes we have to run an errand and then the GPS will say, turn around, turn around, turn around, <laughs> stop, just stop. But yeah. then once you have gone past that obstacle or that mm -hmm. sidetrack that became necessary, then you get to recalibrate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like with a GPS that has some kind of destination in mind, where, where yeah. are we, where's our compass pointed? We're going to encounter all sorts of different things on our road to get there, whether it's mountains or forests or, or lakes or rivers or oceans, we're going to figure out how do I traverse this next portion of the journey? And it's similar with life and our strategy to get to business success, life fulfillment. We start off with a certain level of understanding and then we grow through that to be able to get to where we want to go. And I, I know a lot of people in our audience either are thinking about writing books, have have already written one possibly, or maybe they just, they have a story, they have a message, but they don't know how, when, and where exactly it's all going to unfold, but they know I got a story. I got something of value to share with the world. So you really come to serve those people, Brian. So tell us a little bit more about what your working entails and how you serve your clients. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I do is I write uh, books for clients, and I'm trying to share this now to my page so that more people can watch this. Okay. But uh, everyone does have a story inside them, and I do believe that everyone is very skilled and talented at something. In fact, I had a previous guest on my show say that I believe that he believes that everyone has a Michael Jordan level of talent mm. to share. Mm. And the reason why people don't believe it is because they don't cultivate that talent. Mm or they don't believe that that talent exists, or they've had feedback that perhaps they're not worthy or they shouldn't do something. But I do believe everyone has a talent or an expertise in something. And timing, of course, does mean a lot too. I mean, you, you obviously want to have something to share. Mm -hmm. So if you've experienced something or you've experienced some success in something, or if you are on a journey, and you have insight to share, then the world needs to hear it. And I always tell people this, if you wait to write your book, you are denying someone who really needs you right now. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard it. I've heard books be called survival guides for someone who was in your, in your shoes or, you know, yeah. who, who is, who's facing the challenges that you solve as an expert or a leader. And you can, you can really, save people from years or even decades of, of struggle and overwhelm and pain and suffering because yeah. you have the answer to their prayers. Absolutely. Yeah. I get to work on a lot of really interesting projects. I got to work with somebody who 
was addicted to drugs for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And finally, after landing in jail for the fourth time, he had his epiphany moment that this can't continue because he realized he probably won't get to see his kids again Mm. because his ex-wife was pretty vigilant about protecting the kids from him. But he finally turned it around and he is now a substance abuse counselor in Southern California. So he's helping other people with what he went through and he's 16 years sober now, God bless him. And he's a good friend of mine and he asked me to help him write his book. And so that completed in May, I believe. Mm. So um, yeah, very excited about that. Uh, Recently got to complete a project with a former Olympian. He did men's gymnastics for the US Olympic team. And that was released a week ago. And that was a project that we worked on for a while. And he worked with a small publisher to take it to the finish line. And that came out last week. And that was exciting. Worked with somebody who's an expert on LinkedIn. So if LinkedIn is something that's mysterious for you and you're not sure how to generate leads on LinkedIn, that's an excellent resource too. It's called the LinkedIn Book for Network Marketing. And and picking a title for your book is so key. And he was really brilliant about this because he came up with this title. Imagine you're going to the bookstore and you're in network marketing and you're like, I, there's this book about network marketers using LinkedIn. I don't know what the title is called. And so the clerk will pull up the title. I see a book called the network, the network marketers book for LinkedIn. That must be it. That must be it. (laughs) That has to be it. So your title should have some SEO value to it Mm -hmm. as well. Because if you think about it, what is that book about such and such? And if someone can pull it up in their system And it is exactly what you just said. And that's the title. How brilliant is that? Yeah. And I I think it's when someone is in pain, whatever the problem is, whether it's Mm -hmm. business or personal, relational, whatever it might be, they are searching for answers, whether consciously Mm -hmm. or unconsciously. And when they're at the conscious stage, they're typing into Google how to blank, how to get rid of this pain, Mm -hmm. how to generate leads, how to achieve XYZ result. And when we can match our phraseology, our, our wording to be able to meet them with that question, with that inquiry, yeah. with the language of how do I blank? That is one of the most mm-hmm. valuable things I think we can do to position ourselves as experts. Yeah. And how to books are really popular yeah. because we always want to know how to do something. Mm. Wow, this is this is great. Now, I was curious, Brian. You work with a variety of different people. What mm-hmm. what do you say it is that makes people? want to work with you? Like, what is it about how you approach the book writing process, how you approach relationships? I mean, just for me personally, I I feel the massive love from you in everything that you do. Like you, Mm -hmm. you really appreciate people. You're a champion for people. You see the greatness in them. You celebrate people really, really powerfully. And I think that's one of your greatest strengths and gifts and superpowers. What else do you think it is that really makes people say, Hey, I want Brian to help me bring this book into reality, to birth this, this, this message, yeah. this baby, so to speak, into, yeah. into the world. Yeah. Well, first of all, I thank you for all of that feedback. I received that and I own it. See what I did there. I don't, I didn't just say thank you. Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> I give compliments to people. It's like, oh, no problem. It's nothing. No, no, no. Wow. It's legitimate. That's why I told you. So thank you. I receive it and I own it. It forces me to process what you just said mm. and take ownership of that. So you may have noticed when you and I work with each other and talk to each other, I say that a lot. Yes. And it's because it's a real thing. It's like, I receive that and I own it. So So just a little tip. So to answer your question, I I think listening is something that I tend to do pretty well. As an interviewer myself, you have to be a good listener. And you have to listen for what someone is saying and you have to listen for someone is not saying. Mm. Yeah. 
that's really, really important. And honoring somebody's topic matter. I mean, if I don't know a lot about something, it probably gives me a little bit more room to ask questions because I tell my clients because they are so immersed in their own area of expertise, they just think it's easy. Well, no, what you think is obvious is not obvious to everyone else. It's not because it's something that you've spent time learning and doing. Just because you know something doesn't mean the rest of the world does. Right. In fact, a lot of people probably don't. So I tell my clients to think about questions that people ask them when they're consulting and coaching with people. What do people tend to ask you about your topic? Those might be good chapter titles. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's great, man. I, I think the structure of a book, I want to dive into that more. And I want to, mm-hmm. I want to connect our audience with, with your, your burning passion, your desire yeah. to write. Where did that mm-hmm. all come from? I know we've talked about it on previous yeah. interviews. And just to connect people with why yeah. you're such a, a stand for people to get their message out and write their books. Yeah. Can you tell us more about that? I used to write a lot when I was a kid. Mm. In fact, I remember sitting in study hall in fourth grade. And this dates me a little bit, but if you remember the show Lost in Space, (laughs) (laughs) I would write Lost in Space stories in study hall. Sometimes when I went to church with my parents and my grandparents, when we were visiting them, I would get fidgety, didn't want to listen to what was going on. And so mom gave me a notepad and I would write underdog stories. If you remember the cartoon Underdog, Mm. I would just write stories based on a construct that I already was familiar with. Now I've since realized that writing fiction is not the thing that I enjoy doing Mm. because I don't really necessarily enjoy creating a brand new universe that I'm asking someone else to buy into. I mean, Mm. I could never do what Gene Roddenberry did and create the whole Star Trek universe. Mm. That took a lot of thought. And I, I just, I struggled when I took creative writing in college. I I think I got to be that semester, but I remember (laughs) it was hard because We were writing short stories, but my ideas were always a lot bigger than a short story. In fact, I would frequently find that I was on page 15 or 20 and I wasn't done yet. I'm like, okay, I have to wrap this up. And I would get marked down on my paper because this ended abruptly. Well, yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So much more to share. (laughs) I had so much more to share. This feels like it should be a novel, but I didn't have room for it. And picking the topic was hard. Picking the story was really hard. But I do tend to work with entrepreneurs because they know their message already. Mm. And that's one thing I tell people is what is your clear message? What is it that you want to share with the world? Entrepreneurs usually know that, or they have a good idea because they have a specific area of expertise already Mm. and they want to educate, inspire, or generate leads for their business. So that's one thing I tell people is have a clear and concise message that they want to share. Something else I tell them is figure out what your end game is. Are you telling your story just to tell your story? I mean, that's fine. Some people want to share their story with the world, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Your friends and family will buy your book by default. Everyone else will hit the who cares button (laughs) unless you give them a compelling reason to want to read your story. So how do you do that? Well, first of all, if you're talking about your story about X that happened, chances are that's happened to somebody else. Or chances are someone who's reading it knows someone who's been through that X that you're talking about. And so you have to make it relatable. Just sharing your story for the sake of sharing your story, boring. It can be very boring very quickly. Mm. But you have to give people a reason to want to do this. Because we live in a world now where attention spans are really short. If you don't give someone a compelling reason 
want to keep reading, they won't. A lot of people don't like reading books, mm. actually. Mm. And so figure out what your end game is. What do you want the reader to do or think about differently yeah. because Brian, of what Brian, you've done? One thing I wanted to, to touch on with that is I see you being a, a master of both realms, so to speak, with the book, which can sometimes take a decent amount of time to invest into, to discover the solutions and being right. able to, to understand the material, implement it into our life, study it. And I also see mm -hmm. you on social media creating very short form content, you know, two minute, yeah. three minute, five minute videos that deliver massive value instantly. Can you tell us how those, those two go together, why it's important to have both of those? Yeah, I think it's really important because people who want to read a book want to know the depth of your topic. And if they're buying a book, we hope it's because they actually plan to read it. Whether that happens or not is another story. But you can't be worried about whether someone's going to read your book. I talked with somebody once who had a television show. He was a co-star on a television show on one of the cable stations. I'm not going to say who it was. But I told him, your area of expertise would make a, make a great online course. Yeah. And he didn't want to do it because he said, I don't want people to buy my course and not use it. And I said, that is not your problem. What someone does with your course is not your problem. Mm. Your, your challenge and your task is to get the information out there and let people decide what they do with it. Sure. He still didn't want to create the course. And I thought that was a huge missed opportunity. No, it's like selfish. It's it's selfish yeah. to to keep a solution to ourselves if we know it can yeah. add value to other people's lives. And I think yeah. what I'm hearing is value delivery with a book. Mm -hmm. You can go so much deeper into the value and give a, right. a more comprehensive framework and blueprint and deliverable so that people can transform whatever the area of expertise is. And then right. when you do videos, you just want to have something that's a, a easily implementable shift mindset tweak, something to meditate on for the day to say, hey, yeah. how could I do this? How could I make my life, my business, my my well-being different with this one tip? Let's go to work on this one thing. And I think that's more yeah. digestible. Yeah, and I do like the idea of short form videos that are very actionable and digestible. And yeah. like, for example, when my not my current book, but the book before mm -hmm. came mm -hmm. out, and it's it's this, and I think you've seen this yep. success profiles conversations with high achievers. What I did is I did a Facebook Live every day for about two weeks, talking mm -hmm. about one idea in the book. I picked one person that I interviewed because that's a compilation of interviews for my show. Mm -hmm. I picked one person that I interviewed and picked one topic. Now I got golden nuggets on many topics from every one of my speakers. I could probably have done 100 Facebook Lives on that book alone if I really wanted to. But I did one every day for about two weeks, maybe a little bit longer, mm -hmm. just to give an idea, to tease the content of the book. And I said, oh, by the way, if you want to buy the book, it's on Amazon or in Barnes & Noble or anywhere fine books are sold. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a way to promote your book without really promoting the book. You're promoting the content in the book and you're, you're giving value and you're teasing what, you, what the rest of the book could be about. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done that with my latest book yet. That's something I'm going to start doing very, very soon. Mm. But yeah, I tend to keep things three to five, five to seven minutes. I can count on one hand the number of videos I've done that are longer than maybe 10 or 15 minutes because I respect people's time. Mm. Yeah. And and I know that you're juggling a lot, Brian. I think with, with our entrepreneurial world, it can be difficult to say what is important for me to invest my time, energy, and money into and what mm -hmm. should I should be like secondary priority. And I mm -hmm. see you juggling a lot. You have your magazine, you have your show, you're writing books yourself, you're writing other people's books. And then you have this entrepreneur live event. Like you have you have a lot of different stuff going on, man. How do you how do you stay focused on the the main priorities? Because I think a lot of people would see you and say, you're you have this this uh 
inhuman, unhuman, superhuman level of focus and accomplishment. How do you do it all, man? I think what I do is I focus on which project is due next (laughs) 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 and devote my time that way. And sometimes I am of the mind that I really like having more than one thing going on because I mean, when I used to work in a call center, I sat in a cubicle and made calls and that's all I did all day long. I was so bored. (laughs) I don't get bored very easily, but doing one thing all day long Mm -hmm. is my definition of hell. (laughs) (laughs) So if I get tired of working on one project, I know that I can pivot to something else and just re-energize. Yeah. And that way I can work on a couple of different projects in the same day. Mm -hmm. And it's like trying to chop down a tree with an ax. You sharpen the ax, you take a couple, you know, two, three whacks at it a day, and then you come back tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Mm -hmm. And it might seem like it's taking forever for that tree to come down, but eventually does if you keep being persistent and applying action to the task. It will eventually cross the finish line. Mm, Yeah. That's that's beautiful, man. So yeah. with the Entrepreneur Live event, I know you had one last year. You got another mm-hmm. one coming up. Tell us a little bit more about what is the event? What did you create it for? Why, yeah. why are you doing this? It's a great question. I find that there's a certain population of people that I can serve by writing their books for them. Mm-hmm. There's another population that I can serve by coaching them through writing their books. Yeah. And there's another big population who wants to do it themselves. Mm. And so I'm serving that population by doing this event called Entrepreneur Live. It's 2.0. Why is it 2.0? Because I did it last year too. <laughs> I, had, I had somebody ask me that on an interview a couple of days ago. Why is it called 2.0? Because I did it last year too. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so if you go to entrepreneurlive.com, there's information about it. And, and some of the speaker's info isn't quite updated yet that we're, we're working on that. The event is on January 29th and 30th. Beautiful. You can register for free. You can go click on the link, all access pass, and you have two options. One is $0. You can register for free without buying anything. The other is an option to buy the recordings if you don't think you're going to make every session or if you just want the recordings for your own use going forward after the event is over. And and people do invest in that too. It's $47 prior to the event. I think we might raise it during and after the event, but $47 now. Mm -hmm. It's a steal. You get 10 sessions. Plus, there will be at least three bonus sessions. In fact, I'm recording the third bonus session with somebody this afternoon after this interview is done. But uh, those bonus sessions are only available if you buy the recordings. And why are they bonus recordings? Because those people couldn't appear live. (laughs) That's really it. Because the draw of the event is live, entrepreneur live. And so it's on Zoom. You register, you get acknowledgement of your registration, you'll be reminded of the event, you'll get a Zoom link to join. And when we did this last year, we had probably anywhere between 20 and 30 people in, in any one session. And while the speaker was talking, people were typing their questions into chat. And I would integrate, I would moderate and integrate those questions into the conversation and the speakers all raved about how interactive the audience was. And so you will have an opportunity to ask questions. And I'm not the kind that makes you wait until the end to ask your questions. If the question is relevant to the current topic we're talking about, I will weave it in. Mm. If your question is about a completely different topic, I will respectfully put that question in the parking lot until we have a convenient breaking point in the conversation. 
I think that's, that's a great flow. that's a great model because a lot of times we have those questions that are relevant to to what the audience is thinking, what everyone else who's receiving this presentation and this training, what what else people might be thinking, but they just might not be asking. And by the end of the conversation, it might just the energy just might not feel aligned to go all the way back to that or whatever it might mm -hmm. be. So just bringing up those questions in the moment, I think that's that's really a smart way to do it, man. Yeah, thank you very much. And you know, sometimes people have questions that are not germane to the current topic. Sure. I don't want to pull the conversation away from a topic before we're done yeah. because there's no guarantee that we'll go back. And I just really, to respect the speaker and the people who are interested in the current subject, yeah. I just want to keep it going until we've said what we want to say about it and then move on to something else. Yeah, that's that's great. And with with your book writing process, you do you do ghost writing for people. That's more of the um, I'm going to hold your hand through this process and help you get this book done. I'm going to, you know, yeah. like make sure it's a finished work of art. And then people, if they let's say if they have a different budget or different time pacing, they want to do it on their own for whatever reason, then that's where this Authorpreneur Live event and these, sure. these videos would be good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And there will be 10 sessions and the sessions will be about an hour long a mm. piece. You're getting 10 plus hours of content if you buy the recordings or you can attend for free and that's mm. totally fine. Yeah. It's going to be Wednesday and Thursday, January 29th and 30th. Go to authorpreneurlive.com and register right now. I mean, awesome. if you say, oh, I can wait. Well, no, you'll forget. Mm. So <laughs> register now. It's free. You're not being charged for it. Mm. And you'll be reminded by email when it comes. And so you can attend any or all of the sessions. Uh, and really, the event is about helping people to write, market, and leverage their book to create bigger business opportunities because of their book. What kind and of, I think a lot of, of bigger business opportunities can people create with, with a book, Brian? Yeah. I've got one speaker who is it's one of the bonus sessions but he talked about how you can find leads to speak on stages mm. and speak at events or to get in front of audiences and so he's got a resource that helps you find leads for that mm. there's another speaker who will talk about how to create coaching programs based on your expertise mm. where you can make anywhere between three thousand and ten thousand dollars a month based on your expertise by coaching mm. creating coaching programs uh, my client who did the LinkedIn book, he's going to be one of my speakers and he's going to teach us how to use LinkedIn to find leads for your business, mm -hmm. whatever it happens to be. I've got another speaker who's going to talk about um, selling your books on Amazon mm -hmm. and how you can maximize that. I've got a couple of people who are in the publishing world that will give their unique perspectives on that. One of them has massive experience creating New York Times bestsellers. He's created at least 90, maybe close to 100 New York Times bestsellers now. And the the other person who's going to be speaking also does some ghostwriting and some publishing. But one of the things I'm going to ask her about is how to write a book proposal. Mm. She's really good at that. Mm. And how do you write PR? How do you write, how do you write press releases yeah. that get results? So that's going to be good. That's that's awesome. And I think it's there's just so much value there. So for everyone who's listening right now live or the replay, go to authorpreneurlive.com. Go do that right now before we even continue with this interview because that's that's yeah. massive, massive value right there yeah. for you to grow your business, to be able to yeah. put the things in place that help you reach more people. And I mean, what, what better timing than right at the beginning of 2020 to set yourself in this powerful direction saying this year, 
is the year that I, I plant my flag. This year is the year yeah. that I grow my business, I grow my revenue, I grow my platform and my ability to serve people and open up entirely new opportunities. Because like yeah. you said, getting on, on stages, getting onto additional podcasts, news, PR, that that is all way more accessible, you know, twice as, five times as, 10 times yeah. as accessible with a book, Brian. So I, I really love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And there are people who attended last year's Entrepreneur Live and went on to write their books this year. Yes. I love it. So take action. Actionable, like getting it done, man. Yeah. Awesome. And you you got your book into um, stores, into bookstores, physical bookstores as well, and did Mm -hmm. signings. Tell us a little bit more about that, man. Yeah. So the book that I held up, the one that came out last year, this was through Morgan James Publishing. And so when you work with a publisher that has distribution channels, you can get your books into bookstores. And... I was able to very confidently call bookstores and ask for book signings by saying, my book is in your store, especially if they were local. And all my book signings have been local. Uh, In fact, I asked about a book tour, about doing book signings in other parts of the country. And my advisor or my my marketing department at my publisher advised me that you probably should have other reasons to do bookstores. Let's just say, for example, in Jacksonville or Tampa or in Minneapolis, because the number of books you sell will not cover the cost of your trip. Mm. So have other reasons, line up speaking engagements, line up other book signing opportunities Go to visit friends and family. Go to create business opportunities doing something else. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do book signings outside of the country or get someone who might sponsor that. Now, I've not done that myself, so I couldn't advise someone on how to get that done. Mm-hmm. But all of my book signings have been local. And so that's cool. Now, even if you have not gone through a publisher, if you get your book uploaded through Ingram Spark, mm-hmm. all the booksellers have access to that. And if you tell them that your book is on Ingram Spark, they can order your book directly from there. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're self-published, you can still find a way to get into bookstores to do book signings. Just say it's available at Ingram Spark and they'll look it up and sure enough, and they'll order however many and that's all good. Now here's the thing about being in bookstores. If your book doesn't sell, there will be returns. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so just because a bookstore orders 20 copies of your book doesn't mean they're all going to sell. If they don't, if only five of them sell, you're going to get charged back for the 15 that they bought. Mm. So there's there's a give and play. There's a pro and con to all of this. Sure, sure. There is glamour in being in the bookstores. There is glamour to doing bookstore signings. But how to do a, a book signing at a bookstore is a completely different animal. I mean, you have to be engaging. You have to say hello. You have to greet your customers because if you just sit at your table like a bump on the log, no. people are just going to keep, they're going to keep walking by and they're not going to, very, very seldom will someone just walk up to you and say, so what are you doing? <laughs> and here's a sobering statistic. My publisher told me that according to Publishers Weekly, uh-huh. the average bookstore signing generates three sales of your book. Wow. Three. And that's because a lot of authors aren't proactive. Now, my average is more than double of that, which is great because sometimes I'll, you know, sell 15 and sometimes I might only sell three. I knock on wood have never sold less than three (laughs) at a bookstore signing. My first one was three, but, uh, I learned a lot. You can write your own book. You can write your own PA announcement. I didn't know that one bookstores told me you can write your own PA announcement and bring it. We'll read it. That's a brilliant idea. (laughs) That's a great idea. So you have a chance to brand yourself. Yes. Announce who you are, what the title of your book is, what your book is about, who your book will benefit, mm. 
and then have them tell people where you are. You can find Brian at the front of the store and he'll be signing copies today. Yep. Get yours today. Yep. And then and then have have like record it or have someone record it so that like you're you're on this official speaker announcement and yeah. and like the more media I feel like we can get in these little clips that say, "Hey, we are a a figure of authority. We're doing important things. We're in bookstores doing signings." I think that's all really valuable authority-based content that improves yeah. the perceived value of our brand, especially having a book does that as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so funny. I mean, you get to talk to all kinds of people. You get to, you talk to people who want to buy your book and then you talk to people who stop and talk to you for 20 or 25 minutes and they have no intention of buying your book, but I think they're just lonely and want to talk to you. <laughs> Meanwhile, there are people walking by who could have bought my book and I just feel that tension, but you, you have to play nice in, in their sandbox because yep. this is not my store. It's Barnes and Noble. So you have to be library nice. you have to be (laughs) or else they don't invite you back yeah and that's that's i think one of the greatest greatest growth areas for a lot of entrepreneurs and and people who have a message and a mission to share with the world is can you unapologetically share that in a way that meets everyone exactly where they're at you know you you are you are the champion for your message if if you don't do it nobody is going to do it for you so are you willing to be out in a public location and to random strangers say hey how are you like uh, like and then whatever the conversation is that that meets them where they are and it introduces them to your work so i can give you my sequence if you want yeah yeah bring it so when i am in a bookstore they usually will put your table near the front entrance and i'll greet people Hi, welcome to Barnes and Noble. And they may say hi, and they'll say, great day to read a book. (laughs) And some of them will laugh it off and say, yeah, and keep going. But if they show any inkling of, you know, not marching away from me, I'll say, so what kind of books you like to read? Mm -hmm. And if they say anything closely related to personal development, business, self-growth, well, that's what my book is about. Yes. Really. So tell me more about your book. Now you get to sell your book. Yeah. Now the conversation has started. Yeah. But if they say something like, I like to read horror movies or horror books, fantasy, young adults, <laughs> I, I like computer books. Well, that's not my book. That's not the kind of book that I write. But do you ever read personal development or business related books? No, not really. Okay. Have a great time in the store today. I hope you find what you're looking for. And I say that without being snarky, of course. Right, right. You know, but you don't, not everyone who agrees to talk to you is a fit for your book. Amen. Yep. It's, it's yep. like, and I had a guest on my show who illustrated this perfectly. If your business makes peanut butter cookies, then you want your customers to also like peanut butter cookies. Yep. If your customer likes raisin cookies and that's not what you're offering, you're wasting your time if you're trying to convince them that your cookie is better than the one they already like. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it, it depends on where people are at on their journey because that's, yes. that's one of the greatest opportunities is to, to attempt to meet someone where they're at with what they love and say, hey, you know, like, have you ever thought about it? Well, tell me more about what, what's going on in your life. What are you working towards? What are your dreams? You know, and to, to take them from their path of um, like just – 
un unawareness, unconsciousness that something else even exists. For some people, like when I was first starting my personal development journey, I had no idea that personal development existed. You know, seven years ago, I didn't even know about Think and Grow Rich or Tony Robbins or any of these people, Les Brown. I didn't know about these people. And then after being in the world and being exposed to this information, having it shared with me so that I can become aware, that's when I started to gain interest. So who knows what kind of seeds that we could plant in, in someone's life and how they would blossom into beautiful uh, health. Uh, wealthy, abundant, empowered seeds and trees that, that pay off dividends for the rest of their life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. And I think, I think personal development is really important because you have to work on yourself. You have to become the person who deserves the level of success that you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's 100% true. And I know for me, with this 12-hour marathon, continuing to have these conversations week after week after week with amazing people and guests like yourself who are, who are out there building your own platform, impacting so many people's lives, that's been such a big benefit for me to grow. Uh, I'm curious, with all the people who came on your show, did most of them have books? Did, did a, a portion of them have books? And you know, with those ones that didn't have books, if they would have had a book, what difference would that would have made for them, Brian? I think it would have made a difference. I would say that most of my guests have a book. Not all of them do. They all usually have something to promote or give away. In fact, I encourage that because it's evidence of the journey that you're currently on. In mm -hmm. fact, I will say that at, at, there have been a handful of people who have been on my show who later have become my book writing clients because they didn't have a book. So there was an, op <laughs> there was an opportunity definitely an opportunity there so yeah and then they've come back on my show again when their book was done and it was a different show than the first one in some respects better but it was a different show because now we could pivot to something else yeah well, well that and a book i think helps people crystallize their thoughts and their expertise even more effectively because yeah. when you have to organize it into something that will be there forever and stand the test of time. It's like, okay, I better make this this a, a great piece of work so that mm -hmm. it's it's quality and people want to keep it around. They want to keep reading it and they want to share it with their friends. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I I do fully believe that everyone has at least one book in them. Mm. And you know, surveys have shown that over eighty percent of the people in America want to write a book, mm -hmm. but very 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 few actually do. And there are some reasons for that. Some people don't think they're a good writer. Some people don't think they have something legitimate to say. Some people just don't have time. But when you work with someone who can help you craft that, all those reasons go away because you're leaning on someone else who does this all the time. And I do believe in sourcing out the things that you're not good at or don't have time for. Work in your zone of genius and focus 80% of your time or more on the stuff that you're good at and delegate and source out the stuff that need not be done by you. And that's a theme for me for next year is to learn to delegate and source things out more. I already source out all my graphic design work because I do not have skills. I just don't. <laughs> but the things that I am good at, yeah. I'm finding that I don't have time. As you mentioned earlier, I've got a lot going on. I sometimes wonder if I have time for it all. And I just, I just have that moment of panic. Oh my gosh, I've got all this going on. What a huge blessing it is, but when am I going to get to it all? And then I just finally, you know, I calm down and yep. realize, okay, what needs to be done first? And once I identify that, then I'm just fine. And mm -hmm. I'm ready to rock and roll and go again. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think I, I hear say yes first and then figure out how later. You like, like yep. have a, a reasonable awareness of your skills and what what it, what can I do with my time? But I think yeah. the constant challenging, pushing the limits, getting uncomfortable, taking on more than we can chew so that we can build up the muscles right. to be able to handle yeah. that level of, of workload, of efficiency, right. of output. I think that's that's a just a, a building process yeah. for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. And and sometimes people will see my show and they'll they'll ask me, so how do you start a podcast? I said, well, you know what? I'm on a live radio show. All I have to do is bring my guest and my show idea and they handle all of that. If you're looking to get your podcast started, I have a guy <laughs> and I've referred business to you. Yes. Yes. And I, I love it. I love, uh, I love helping people to get their message out. I know you do too. You do it through your mm-hmm. podcast. You do it through your book. And I think it's, it's such a uh, a beautiful profession that we're in to be able to illuminate the the solutions that can solve people's greatest problems, their greatest pains. And I want to talk about when is someone ready to write that book? When when does someone who's in the audience right now who either is contemplating writing a book or maybe they, they are just curious about it, yeah. when do they know that they're ready to write a book, Ryan? I would argue that you are ready right now. Mm. Think about it like this. Remember when you were in school and you were studying for a test and you always said, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. Well, test day comes and you have to be ready. It came. (laughs) It's here and you can't do anything about it. You can study and study and study and never feel ready. And if you approach everything in life like that, you will not do any of it if left to your own devices. Mm. So you are ready. And if you've got someone advising you, coaching you, doing it for you, or if you're sourcing it out, I'm not not trying to plug plug that, but I'm just saying, if you do not feel ready, and if for any of the reasons that I just said, you don't think you have a valid message, you don't think you're a great writer, you don't think you have time, there are people out there who love doing that thing that you don't feel ready to do. And so talk to them mm, and yeah. see if there is a partnership that can be formed, whether it's me, whether it's you, whether it's anyone. Yeah, I think that's that's one thing a lot of people are afraid of on the journey yeah. to success is they don't feel like they're ready and they are afraid to have a conversation with someone just to see where they're at. What's the fit? Mm-hmm. What is what does the journey look like? What what should I know? What can I do to get ready to do that? Or what can I do to be preparing for when it is time? And some people are ready. Some people are ready to hit the ground running. And I think the willingness to have a conversation, I think, is something you and I both just stepped up to the plate. When you have these conversations with high achievers, you are saying, hey, whether I'm ready or not to have this conversation, I'm going to reach out to people like Jack Canfield. We're going to connect. We're going to have an amazing conversation. We're going to talk to Darren Hardy. We're going to talk to Kevin Harrington, all these epic people, because you said, hey, ready or not, here I come. We're going to do it and we're going to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you wait until you think you're ready, you probably won't ever start. (laughs) And everyone has to start somewhere. And you have to be willing to do something badly at first. Mm. I mean, my first radio show was was good. good. Mm -hmm. It's better now after 350 plus episodes. Mm -hmm. I'm sure your show is much better now than it was when you started because you have the benefit of the experience and figuring out what worked and what didn't work. Mm. But, it, but we had to get started. 
And yeah, I think start. And, and even if it's someone's listening right now and you're ready to have a conversation with Brian, you you send him a message, you go to entrepreneurlive.com, you sign up, you go to briankwright.com, you sign up, you, you get into a conversation with him. If that's your path, great, go for it. And yeah. if where you're at right now is just saying, hey, I want to get my thoughts on paper, I want to I wanna organize my story, my journey, and just start to put it down, just start to write it down, just start to crystallize it instead of having it stay stuck up in my head or having it yeah. not come out into the world and serve people, then take that next step. Just get started. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you're worried or concerned about whether or not someone will receive your book, just think about it like this. You've got an area of expertise that people want and need. Mm. I was in a mastermind program and I'm just talking about areas of expertise, not just books sure. right now, but there was somebody in his mastermind, this person's mastermind, and she was making a quarter of a million dollars a year based on her expertise around quilting. Quilting. Wow. Quilting. If you think that what you're doing can't make you money, I would encourage you to look at that some more mm. and see what else you can do. Again, there are things you can do once your book is done. It's not just about the book. Mm. If you're looking to sell millions of copies of your book, that may or may not happen. It's not, it's not likely. Mm. Yeah. Brian, how have you seen? But your, you can you can make a lot of money doing other things. Yeah, yeah. How have you seen yourself evolve since you started writing professionally up until now? What what do you see has changed about you, about your mindset, about your process, how you view uh, your your career? Tell us a little bit more about your growth. I think now that I got the first when I got the first book done ten years ago, I realized, oh my gosh, I can actually do this. Yes. Was it perfect? No. <laughs> it was not, but the content was still good. Were there mistakes in it? Yeah, there were. In fact, I've, it was a student leadership book and you just get yourself out there. And I spoke at a couple of local high schools uh, and they bought copies of my book in advance. And what really floored me is the students studied my book before I got there. Wow. I was floored by that. Wow. And they all wanted me to sign their books. And I saw students that had highlighted and made notes in the margins. And they asked intelligent questions about my content. It was very humbling. Wow. And it really taught me that I really do have a valid message and that people really need what I'm doing. Mm. That has helped me to keep going. So just hearing hearing that reception from them and seeing seeing in reality people taking action on your yeah. gifts that you shared with them your information right. your expertise right boosted up your confidence and your in your right. knowingness that hey like I can do this and over years of that that boosting up your confidence your self esteem your mm -hmm. self image you've been able to create so much more results and reach out yeah. to higher and higher level people yeah, absolutely. And everything that you're doing synergizes, whether it's a radio show or a podcast, whether it's having a book, whether it's putting together a magazine, whether it's having a coaching program, whether it's speaking on stage, someone might see you on stage, but not know you have a book. Someone might read your book and not know you have a radio show. Someone might hear your radio show and not know that you do live events. It all synergizes. So one plus one doesn't have to equal three, it can equal five or six because of the energy and the power of exponentially increasing your exposure in the marketplace. And then there's super fan who buys everything you do. <laughs> Imagine your favorite artist. Let's just say your favorite artist is Elton John. Okay. You know, you buy all of his CDs, you go to his concerts. You're one of those people that sees him at least three times every time he tours. Mm -hmm. You buy his book, you, you buy his, you know, DVDs, you see his show in Vegas, you buy everything he does. I mean, mm -hmm. some people 
you will, even if they're burping backwards on the phone, you know, the alphabet backwards, you'll buy that music album yep. because it's that person. So super fan will buy everything, but you don't know who your super fans are if you don't put yourself out there a lot. Mm-hmm. And those are the people who will be your greatest ambassadors and you can't pay for that. I'm, I'm curious with your brand, Brian, it, it, with so much going on, what are the, what are the pillars that you really want to represent and continuing, continue to represent as, as the biggest values that you want people to know? Like what, when, when all is said and done at the end of your life, what are those values that you want people to remember and live because of the work that you put into the world? Yeah. Well, my big mission is to educate, inspire, and motivate people to be a greater version of themselves. Very similar to what yours is. And I want people to remember that I loved and I cared and I created value and made their life a better place. That's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. So how do you see yourself actualizing that in the next, let's say, year to three years? You got Entrepreneur Live coming up. What else do you see on the horizon for you as places to, to double down, to put more time into, or even new ventures? Yeah. Well... With the radio show, I'm going to keep doing that because that's my bread and butter and that's my happy hour. I love doing that every week yes. on Monday at 6 Eastern. It's called Success Profiles Radio. If you haven't checked it out, it's on iTunes. Uh, Success Profiles Magazine is a monthly publication. Mm-hmm. So I highlight somebody really amazing on the front cover and I have people contributing content. So if you are a writer and you want a place to publish your content, mm-hmm. submit it. Brian at briankwright.com. I'll be happy to read it. And if it's good, I'll use it. I also do short eight-page special edition versions of Success Profiles magazine for people who want to be on the front cover of a magazine, but they want to be branded by themselves with no articles after them and with no ads, no other noise except for who you are and what you want to promote, what you do. And I've got a number of clients who did that in 2019. I'm looking to exponentially increase that in 2020 because I think everyone has a message. If you're not ready to write a book, then at least you can invest in being on a magazine cover and use that and pass that out and send out to media to get interviews, to send to event planners to get on stage, Mm. to send to people who you wish knew who you are, Mm. to give away to people at networking events and trade shows and home shows. I've had some clients tell me that's the best marketing piece they've ever had. Mm. That's, that's beautiful. I love that it's entirely focused on them. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's like the super professional piece of of literature that it, that builds massive authority because they're being featured somewhere and it looks it looks amazing looks beautiful and mm-hmm. has all the points that someone's you know ideal clients would want to know about working with them yeah absolutely in fact one of my clients sent his a copy of his to a radio station got interviewed the next day because one of the things we talked about in his magazine article was a live event that he was going to do a few weeks out And so he got to talk about his event and they pushed other people aside to put him on the very next day. And you can send it to send to people who you want to collaborate with. I mean, there's so many uses for it. It's just amazing. So that's something I want to ramp up in 2019. So keep doing the show, keep doing the magazine, do special editions, do more ghostwriting, hopefully do a live event, like an in-person live event. I've been talking about that for a while and I've had to put that in the parking lot for various reasons, but I've kept doing my virtual event. And there's great value to be had for being able to sit on your computer or on your device and listen to speakers talk about the things that you want to learn more about. There's a huge value in that. Mm. What, what do you think would you'd need to experience or receive resources, connections to make that live event happen? I think my mistake has been not leaving myself enough time to promote it. Mm. Yes. 
And if you want big name speakers, you find out when they are available. Yep. I mean, yes, there's <laughs> the, the balance between picking a date yeah. and picking your speakers. Because if you pick a date and the people you really want to speak on your stage aren't available, mm. that's one question. But if you find people who are available and they say, well, when's your event? I mean, you don't want to just blurt out, well, whenever you're available because you're my headliner. <laughs> that sound, That reeks of desperation. So there's a fine balance that you have to maintain. And then there's finding a venue and booking your venue. Yeah. And in Phoenix specifically, this mm. time of year is prime. Mm. It also means that the venues are more expensive to book. Who wouldn't want to come to Phoenix in December and January? Mm. But the venues are a lot less expensive in July and August when it's you know, hotter than whatever. Mm. But you know what? I've been to live events in the summer and people will travel to something that they want to do. Yeah, if they're committed business people, they'll come. Yeah, agreed. And I also think that sometimes for me personally, I can limit myself in the how. And I think we were talking about at the beginning, right? Have the vision of of doing it, of manifesting the thing, of achieving the goal, and leave the how up to the universe, up to mm -hmm. you know whatever higher power is guiding us to to success. And I think that if we let go of control and and also figure out how how the different possibilities that could come through. For example, uh, someone wants a book in Phoenix who has an organization, who has a venue, who's able to host a, a couple hundred people. And you you finally link up with this person. You're able to write their book. And because you write their book, then they're like, hey, you know, come into our venue. We're happy to, to have you there. So I think just being open to the possibilities is a lot of fun. We can play with, with what's possible, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. So I enjoy my my entire journey. I love what I'm doing. I love helping people get their message out to the world in a bigger way. I feel it, man. I feel it every every post, every comment, every message. It is it is beautiful, man. So I want to begin wrapping up and just talk about why now is the time for people to write their book and especially going into to 2020, making it the best year ever. Tell us a little bit more about uh, why now, Brian. I think it's really important to do your book now because if you don't do it now, you will put it off. And if you put it off, you may never end up doing it at all. Yeah. And I think that might be a regret that some people have is I wish I would have written my book. Mm -hmm. I do think you have a valid message, everyone out there listening. I think there are things that you can do to promote your expertise. Doing a book is one of them. The things that you can do as a result of having your book is also another thing. But like I mentioned earlier, the longer you wait to write your book means that someone who really, really needs you right now isn't experiencing you. Mm. That's, that's, that's a travesty. Someone, yeah. someone suffering longer than they need to. I think right. we'd, all, we'd all want to get out of whatever pain, whatever setbacks, whatever rock bottom moments that we had in our own lives, if only we had the information at that moment. So let's get that information out. And Brian, how can they actualize that information? How can they share it with their audience, with the right people? Tell us the different ways that they can continue their journey with you and work with you. Absolutely. Well, my email is brian at brianknkwright.com. So that's B-R-I-A-N, brian at brianknkwright.com. My website is brianknkwright.com. Uh, you can sign up for Authorpreneur Live. Go to authorpreneurlive.com and register for free to learn how to write, market, leverage your book. And even if you're not sure if you want to write a book yet, listen, listen to the sessions. You'll get really fired up about the possibilities that exist in your business because of it. Mm. You just never, ever know. I mean, is a business card enough? No. 
because people don't always keep business cards. You may market in a lot of other ways, but this can be synergized. Mm. I mean, think about this. If you have a magazine, for example, you can place an ad for your own book in the magazine because it's yours. So people who hang on to this magazine will see you have a book. In the back of the book, you can have a call to action to talk to you further or to schedule a complimentary call with you about whatever your topic is about. You can generate leads that way. Think about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was all about selling cash flow. Wow. He, Robert Kiyosaki created a ton of value for people in the words that he was saying, but he wanted to sell his cash flow game. That's why he wrote the book. Mm. T. Harv Eker, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. His whole agenda was to get you to go to free three-day events somewhere in North America and get a ton of value and learn more about how to make money. Yep. But at the end of every session, he would sell a coaching program. Mm. That's his end game. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you have an area of expertise, why shouldn't you make that available for a fee? You should. Yeah. And if you disdain people who are trying to make money, then you will never have it yourself. Mm. 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 I love money. I love people. I love receiving. I love giving. We love all those beautiful things, Brian. So again, for you listening, tuning in right now, live or replay, you can still go to www.authorpreneurlive.com. Go access those amazing trainings. And what are the dates for that again, Brian? January 29th and 30th. It's Beautiful. a Wednesday and a Thursday. Beautiful. And if you're, for whatever reason, li listening to this after the fact, definitely go subscribe. Go get the, the recordings. You can get those. And also, if you want to have a conversation with Brian, find him on social media. You are so approachable. You're so loving. You're so just an awesome human being, Brian. And I know anyone who has a question, they can ask you if they have any kind of questions and, and you'll guide them in. You're, you're an amazing amazing leader and just a, a powerful figure on social media who's empowering others who's delivering great value and content and helping people realize their dreams man so thank you for everything that you do Brian. uh you're so welcome chris thanks for having me here once again it's always a joy to be here and share with your audience yes i appreciate you brian we'll see you soon okay all right take care from the bottom of my heart thank you for tuning in right now we've reached the end of this episode but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self. Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.EmployeeEscapePlan.com com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your 
best day ever.